Well, welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio. Of, oh my God, The Arsenio CSL podcast. My goodness, man. I was on a, a tirade in terms of how many different things I was uploading with TOEFL ITP and TOEFL IBT. I took a little bit of time off, probably about 20 days from doing podcasts. And so here I am, people. This is literally a December. You're listening to this on the Thursday, December 7th. And man, I'm going to tell you, wow. Um, it's just remarkable. It's remarkable. Well, I'm going to say December 7th. I think it's December 8th. Who knows? Uh, it is remarkable to see how much of a successful year it was. Um, I don't go so much by podcast stats and everything anymore. And I'm going to be doing a nice little end of year podcast to break everything down. And this is normally in December when podcasting, it goes much, much lower because obviously holidays, stuff like that. But people, please do not put pause on your learning. And I've learned this so much because a lot of people like to let up at the end of the year in regards to their careers to just take it easy and just go full throttle at the beginning. But this is the time where if you could press your foot down on the gas, it's going to make all the difference in the world. And so here it is. I am a nonstop engine. And I see a lot of people tuning in to my personal development podcast, The Arsenio Buck Perspective. So I appreciate it so much. And with that being said, we're going to be today listening to the GROW model. So the GROW model, that consists of goal, reality, options, and way forward. Now, obviously, this is different from the high-performance way of thinking about it. Uh, me, being a high performer, I always you know, ask myself, okay, what can I do that will be a little bit different every single day? Is what I'm getting right now, or the results that I'm getting right now, are they feasible? Are they satisfying? What do I need to, you know, what skills do I need to develop for the next year? What do I need to get better at on a consistent basis? What do I need to schedule, my, you know, schedule uh, for the next X amount of days, weeks, months, years? You know what I mean? Like 2023 is just right around the corner. So this couldn't have come at a better, and I mean the best time. So with that being said, we're going to listen to a couple of people talking about this. All right. And then... This is like a coaching session in regards to a grow model. And then we're going to go from there. Okay. And let's see, I'm going to be breaking down a number of different things, but let's see how everything goes nonetheless. So here we go, people, I'm going to press the audio. I might press pause at any specific moment. So you just make sure that, uh, again, just knowing that if there's some really big ideas that end up coming, you know, coming forth, I'm definitely going to press pause. So with that being said, people, let's dive into it. Three, two, one. I'm pleased for you. It sounds like all that work we did on your presentation really paid off. It really did. I knew you could do it. Okay, so what would you like us to work on today? Well, there was one thing. Actually, it's to do with the presentation. Uh-huh. I mean, as I said, the talk itself went really well. Right. But then afterwards, there was this networking event. Oh, yes. Yeah, and obviously a lot of people came up to talk to me about my presentation. And this was my chance to make some useful contacts. But, you know, I didn't feel I really made the most of it. OK, and what makes you feel that? Well, I didn't seem to get all that many appointments with people. You know, I came away with the usual mountain of business cards, but not that many firm commitments to meet. OK, then. Let's look at that, then, shall we? Now, what precisely would you like to get from this session? 
Well, I suppose I'd just like to be better at going beyond the small talk and doing more real business at these networking events. All right. And on a scale from one to ten, how important would you say this issue is to you? Let's say one's not important at all and ten's extremely important. Um. Well. At least an eight, maybe a nine. I mean, there's no point attending these events if I don't bring home the business. Right. So an eight or a nine. This is obviously a priority for you right now. Okay. So here we go. Obviously, these are the very, very basic questions in regards to, let's say, what they ask you and whatnot. And it's kind of like life coaching. What life coaching does is it makes you answer the questions that you're unable to ask yourself. So. The person, let's say in life coaching, and again, I was life coach before through the transformation coach. She actually, um, she's one of the probably top, if not the best coach under the whole Jay Shetty thing. If you guys know Jay Shetty and whatnot, his coaching program. And, you know, when she was asking me about a lot of things, and it's very similar to what this lady had done before, which is very interesting because she said, I, I remember in her session, she was recording me and everything for recording purposes. This is two and a half years ago before she ended up pay, becoming like one of the big coaches at Jay Shetty, right? And she was asking me questions and she was like, what is it you wanted to focus on today? And I was like, you know what? I feel like I don't have very strong relationships in my life right now. And, you know, she kept asking questions that went from like directly to the root. So it's kind of like metaphorically speaking, being on the surface of the planet. And I needed to get to the mantle, the core of this planet. And by asking those questions, I was able to go all the way down to the very beginning and heal something that had happened to me, let's say, more than 20 years ago. And once that happened, I began bringing really valuable and beautiful relationships into my life, let alone my now fiance. And so that's what she's doing. She's like, oh, OK, on a scale one to ten. No, she didn't. She didn't ask me those questions, but she was like okay, why are you feeling pain and where is it coming from? And, you know, and I kept just thinking and thinking and thinking. And then it's so funny because after the session, after she pressed record, she's like, oh my God, you really don't know the answer because we were actually friends at the time too. And I was like, no, she's like, you are experiencing pain because the abandonment in terms of what your family and of course, most notably your mother had done in the past. And then boom, I literally froze, jaw dropped, hairs on my arms up. And then the healing process, which luckily only took 72 hours of me just journaling and thinking about it, when it finally had come over me, when, you know, my family finally all of a sudden got rid of me, you know, on Facebook. And that was the message saying, Arsenio, you are now free. And so good questions and whatnot. And again, like I said, transformation coaching is totally different from life coaching. High performance coaching is way different. From life coaching but anyways this girl model is kind of right there in the life coaching area so let's continue with the audio step two reality okay then so what's the most challenging thing about this right now for you i think the most challenging thing is just making sure i don't end a conversation with a potential contact without trying to fix a definite appointment but you know i don't want to look desperate or pushy the problem is, once the event's over, it's much harder to follow up, you know? I understand that. So ideally, how would you like things to be? 
Ideally, I'd like to be getting appointments with at least 60% of the people I'm meeting. Mm. Okay, and in comparison with the ideal situation, where are you at the moment with this? Mm. I'm getting maybe 30% on a good day. So you're looking to double your effectiveness? Well, I know that sounds like a lot to ask, but yes, I suppose I am. All right. And can you give me a few examples of what you're finding most challenging? Well, I guess the trickiest thing is just making the switch, you know? The switch? Yeah, the switch from small talk to business. Mm. Oh, OK. It's like that awkward moment when you have to say, so perhaps we could do some business together. I mean, however you say it, it's difficult if they don't make the first move. All right, let's explore some options here. All right, so here we go. Let's continue. Step three. Step number three. Options. Options. OK, now we've talked around the issue a bit, Jim, looked at some of the problems you're having. So what alternatives do you think you have here? Well, you know, as we've been talking, it struck me that maybe I'm coming at this the wrong way. Uh-huh. Go on. Well, maybe I'm focusing too much on what I'm getting out of these networking events instead of focusing on the people I'm meeting. Mm. Sounds interesting. You Would go. you like to say a bit more about that? Well, I could be spending more time thinking about what I can do for them rather than what they can do for me. Boom. OK. And is there anything else you could be doing? I think maybe there is. I mean, these events are hopeless for doing business anyway. There's no privacy. Everyone's moving around, drinking one hand, food in the other. All I want is the chance to talk to them again after the event. So perhaps if I can do them a favour of some kind, uh, send them some interesting data, introduce them to someone else, that's all the excuse I need to contact them again and start to build some kind of business relationship. Sounds like another good idea. So what's stopping you from pursuing these options? Well, nothing, I suppose, except that I'd need to know a lot more about the people I'll be meeting before I meet them. Good point. OK, let's think about how you might manage that. Wow, so this is brilliant. I love it. See, the majority of the time, we always look for what's in it for us rather than what's in it for other people, right? It's kind of like Napoleon Hill's When It Influenced People, one of the best books out there. Again, all the personal development books I've read throughout the course of, let's say, six, six and a half, almost seven years. January 3rd, 2016 is when I started podcasting. Uh, with the Arsenio Buck show, now the Arsenio Buck perspective. And I realized that in Napoleon Hill's Law of Success, the law of doing more than what you're paid for, and then at the end of that chapter, the law of increasing returns. See, a lot of people, they go to their jobs and they do the bare minimum. They do what is required. They do what is in fine print, but they do not go over that. You can tell from these people. You know, when I go into different restaurants here in Thailand or this or that, when they are not enthusiastic, right, uh, which is another law in Napoleon Hill's Law of Success. And if they are unwilling to, uh, you know, ask more questions in this and that, they don't have an idea of what the menu is, it goes to show you that they are there for a paycheck. You know a lot of people who are there for a paycheck, right? Um, you know, another example, me going to fish stores. I know when people are there for a paycheck. Because when I walk into the store, they look at me, they look back down. And then I have to ask them, oh, how much is uh, da, 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 da? She barely gives us any information, then she just gives us the price. See, she's not in it for what's in the best interest of us. 
she's in it for the best interest of her. And that's how people never get ahead. So if you look at my podcast, and you're listening to it right now, I told myself when I started posting a lot of TOEFL podcasts, I'm posting it just because it could be a niche market, but I could be helping a lot of people. See, there are so many people that have been impacted by this podcast over the last, what, since March 27th, 2018, since its inception. And what I'm so excited about is the more I started giving, the more I began to get. Remember, at the beginning of July of 2020, during the big COVID shutdown, I ended up getting my first online client. Why? She heard me in podcasts, giving information for free. Not only that, I have to pay every month to host this podcast. And so how much from 2018 to, you know, March to July did I have to commit to posting so many different podcasts without getting anything in return? It took more than two years to get anything. See, this guy, going back to him, he literally goes to the dinner with the intent of, I need to make clients, make more money. What's the point of going if I don't make clients? See, he's not going there with the given mindset. He's not going there with the contributory mindset. The how can I give? How can I serve? How can I grow? And so listening to people's problems, giving people different types of feedback, but again, not saying, oh, well, I would suggest. No, no, no. Just literally listen to people's everyday problems, you know, everyday problems and just going from there. Going to a place with very managing your expectations to the very bare minimum, but also saying to yourself, okay, how can I impact? My goal for going into this little meeting, seminar, whatever it may be, is to impact three people. It's to talk to three people without any intention of anything outside of that. Getting outside of the you zone and doing for other people. And I don't know how long it's going to take you. I don't know if it's going to take you a day, a week, a month, a year. It took me two, two and a half months until a girl from Peru and then another girl from Cuba and then a girl from Spain, a couple of Brazilians. I impacted them in more ways than one. Now they're all doing masters and different things and postdocs across Europe and some of the best universities around the world fulfilling their dreams because I posted a podcast for free and I had a mindset, I'm going to post this podcast with no hook in terms of bringing more clients in. I just wanted to post it. Now it's totally different in terms of obviously the entire business model, but at the same time, I have the ability to do that because I have a, more than a thousand podcasts out that have impacted so many people around the world. So that was his problem. He identified it and now is the last part, which is the way forward. Step four. Way forward. All right, Jim, I think we're making some progress here. We've looked at some of the options you have for improving your networking, in particular, how to turn things around and focus on your contacts a bit more. So, what are the steps you need to take now? Um, well, I obviously need to be doing a lot more research on the people I'm meeting at these events so that I can have some ideas for ways in which I might be able to help them without actually having to talk business with them straight away. All right. And I need to have a reason to contact them again, at least once, maybe twice, before raising the subject of business. Perfect. And hopefully I won't need to raise it at all because they'll do it. OK, so build the relationship first? Exactly. I think maybe I could also benefit from some kind of course on networking. 
Perhaps I could improve my communication skills there. You know, learn some tricks of the trade. That could help too. So, what do you think is the first thing you need to do? I'm not sure. I need to start getting my client research sorted out. That could take some time, and I may need some assistance with it. Do you have someone to help you with that? Yes, I think so. And I should also find out about networking courses. Maybe that's my first step. I'd like to feel I'm taking some immediate action. Okay. And when are you planning to take that first step?、Mm. Shall we commit to a date by which that will be done? Yes, I think that's something I can probably do by the next time we meet. In two weeks. In two weeks, yeah. All right. So shall we discuss that next time? Yes, let's do that. And in the meantime, I'll also talk to my assistant about that client research. Good idea. There you go. That is exactly how this works. It's it's all about committing to the small steps, understanding. Okay, what my goal is. The reality right now is I'm suffering from these things. What are my options, and what am I going to do the way forward? This is always the most critical, man. Scheduling it in. Can we commit to a day? Absolutely. When? Two weeks. Okay. So let, let's figure out when are you going to first speak to your assistant? Okay. This time. How long is it going to take? This. Okay. By Friday. What is your Friday finisher? Okay. How are you going to go about scheduling everything out on Monday before I see? You see what I mean? It's a step by step process. Not just saying, okay, we're going to do this、uh, in the next two weeks, right? But what day? What time? What would you have hoped to achieve by specific moments throughout the week? And that's why it's always important to have like those Friday finishers, or maybe even those day finishers, those midweek finish、uh, finishers, right? Making sure you hurry up and finish everything by X amount of time. And so, with that being said, people, that is the girl model. All she did was ask the right questions, and she was able to develop that inner coach within him. And that's the beautiful part about this. So. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful The Arsenio's ESL podcast. We're the first video of its kind, the Coach Crash, and it's going to be a two-part segment. And then we're going to be going into promoting your ideas. After that, we're going to be doing two—that's right—two podcasts again a week in regards to this, and I'll be posting other things too. So, with that being said, thank you so much for tuting in. I'm your host, as always, over and out.